Okay, we'll get started then. Uh, good evening and welcome to the Wednesday, March 15, 2023 regular meeting of the Design Review Committee. Uh, Madam Clerk, can you call the roll please? Member Cormain. Here. Member Kiesel is absent. Member Groudon. Here. Vice Chair Tomasello. Here. And Chair Antelman. Here. Uh, this is the time we set aside for public communications to talk about any item that is not on the agenda uh, tonight. Madam Clerk, is there anyone who has uh, like to speak to us tonight? I have no public speakers. Okay. If none, then we will move on to the next agenda item. Uh, item number one is a consent item. It's approval of the Design Review Committee, February 15, 2023, meeting minutes. Uh, does anybody have any comments, additions, or corrections that they would like to make? No, and I'll move to approve the, the February 15th meeting minutes. And I'll second. Okay, Madam Clerk, could you please call the roll? Okay, Member Cormain. Abstain. Member Groudon? Yes. Vice Chair Tomasello? Yes. And Chair Antelman? Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. Uh, next, we'll move into f on to formal item number two, which is Project uh, 15341, Mesa Apartment, request for a major design review located at 1279 Meta, Meta Street. Um, Members of the DRC, has anybody had any ex parte communications concerning this project? I have not. Okay. Uh, Chair, can we please have a staff presentation? Yes, thank you. Good evening. The next item on tonight's agenda is a request for major design review to add a three-story multifamily residential building that contains seven units to a site with an existing three-story, seven-unit multifamily building and an existing 828-square-foot single-family residence. Next slide, please. The 0.4-acre project site consists of two parcels on the north side of Meta Street, 50 feet east of Crimea Street. The project site is currently developed with a 4,820-square-foot, three-story residential building containing seven residential units in addition to the previously mentioned 828-square-foot single-family residence that was moved to the site sometime before 1928. The area around the site is characterized by an urban form through a rectilinear street grid and short to moderate block lengths. Urban style development characterizes the adjacent building configurations, often with buildings built with small front yards, minimal landscaping between the building and sidewalk, no parkways, and few street trees. Most parking areas are accessed by alleyways, with rare instances of properties with driveways accessed from street frontage. Next slide, please. Surrounding uses include single-family and multifamily residences, community meeting spaces, and school uses. The media area is well connected through an existing sidewalk network. Meta Street is classified as a two-lane local street that connects with Thompson Boulevard and East-West Arterial Road, which provides access throughout downtown. Staff notes the existing single-family residence at 1279 Meta Street, shown in the lower left corner of this slide, was identified in the 2007 Downtown Historic Resources Survey as a potential landmark, as it serves as a good example of colonial revival residential architecture in Ventura. The adjacency of the potential historic resource requires that the pro proposed project 
design remains sensitive to the existing development and features that convey historical and architectural values and ensure those elements are preserved by utilizing the guidelines in the DTSP and the Secretary of Interior standards for rehabilitation. In general, additions on properties with existing resources should be sympathetic and compatible with surrounding buildings in terms of mass, scale, height, placement of doors and windows, color, and materials. The intent is not to replicate or emulate historic buildings, but to complement the existing urban fabric. Next slide, please. This slide just shows an aerial view of the property with the area proposed for development shaded in orange and the existing driveway shown in the center of the site. Next slide, please. The project consists of the construction of a new multifamily residential building directly to the east of an existing multifamily residential building, thereby creating a courtyard building configuration with a total of 15 residential uh, units and 14 off-street parking spaces. The proposed building is three stories in height, measuring at 29 feet and 10 inches to the top of the parapet measured from the lowest point of the proposed building. The ground level consists of covered parking and residential units with two levels of residential above. The property will be merged with the adjacent parcel to create the overall project site that includes the adjacent existing three-story multifamily building. All the units will, be front, will front a shared courtyard slash driveway area in the center. Next slide, please. The ground floor includes seven covered parking spaces within garages. Three parking spaces are accessed from the alley or cottage court, and four spaces are accessed from the existing driveway on Maida Street as shown on this slide. Next slide, please. This slide shows the front and rear elevations that would be visible from the public realm. The image to the far left includes the existing single-family residence, which will partially obscure the proposed building when viewed from Maida Street. The middle image is the same elevation without the single-family residence and is just included for reference. The last slide to the far right is from the alley view and shows the rear of the structure with the garage doors. Next slide, please. <clears throat> The proposed building displays an architectural expression meant to complement the colonial revival architecture of the single-family residence, as well as the existing 1980s apartment building at 1267 Maida Street. Efforts were made to relate the structures without attempting to replicate or emulate the exact architecture by incorporating the use of horizontal siding as the primary exterior building material. The project is utilizing a courtyard housing building type, which is described as a group of dwelling units arranged to share one or more common courtyards. Dwellings will either take access from the street or the courtyard. The DTSP suggests no more than two wall materials and minimal accent materials, regular patterns of vertical elements, distinctive base, middle, and eave layer, and neutral base colors with dark or saturated trim and accent colors. Exterior materials should be of high quality, durable, and appropriate for its location. Staff believes the sporadic application of color and material changes and use of the white trim to transition the material changes is not successful in adding to the quality of the design. Other architectural methods of breaking up the massing should be explored and the building should be comp comprised entirely of siding painted to match the adjacent multifamily residential building. This would mirror the existing building and single family residence providing a more cohesive design. A pitched roof and gables should also be incorporated to make the proposed building and existing building look co cohesive. Next slide. This slide details the materials and colors being proposed as part of the project. As previously noted, beige stucco and combination of blue siding are the primary materials proposed. Next slide, please. This slide highlights the open space and landscaping proposed as a part of the project. 
A central courtyard is an essential feature to the courtyard housing building type and provides an opportunity for a semi-public space for residences to interact and enjoy. Recognizing the challenge of creating courtyard housing development by adding to a group of existing buildings, staff believes the courtyard space between the existing and proposed building is an important element that requires more design attention. In, in addition to the proposed courtyard, the project proposes landscaping along the eastern perimeter of the building and in underutilized spaces on the site. Landscaping, is an, landscaping in the open spaces includes trees, shrubs, and ground cover. Staff believes there are further landscape and open space opportunities worth exploring, such as vines or other vegetative features that could help soften the facade in places. Additionally, staff would recommend that a space be designated for at least one large canopy tree. Next slide, please. In conclusion, staff requests feedback pertaining to the topics noted in the staff report, as well as displayed on this slide. At this time, we'll welcome the applicant to give their presentation. Um, before we proceed, does anyone on the DRC have questions of staff? I do. Please. Um, in the, one of the slides, you had a yellow perimeter around two sites. Is, are they actually tied? At this point, there are two separate parcels, two but they're separate. being proposed as one site as a part of this development to bring them, basically, okay. so it'll be. But will they be tied as part of the project? Yes. Okay. So is there a lot merger going on? Yes. Either a lot merger or a, or a uh, access easement that will, access easement, open space easement, will tie the two developments together. And I have one more question. Sure. Who designated the, the existing home as, uh, what, what would you call it, colonial revival? A, that was in the, as, as described in the survey from, I think it was 2007. Wow, I miss that day in history. So I had a question about that. Falling over. Um, did you say that that is it is anticipated to be or does qualify as a historic resource? <clears throat> it was simply just labeled in the survey as a potential landmark, but just kind of a broad brush uh, description of saying it could be further if further evaluation turned out that it qualified, but that's a whole separate process that the HBC goes through that actually kind of more further investigates the merits to that and would actually designate it a landmark. So it, as of today, it is not actually a landmark. Does that happen as part of this process? And if it, if it were considered historic, does HPC then review the project? So, good question. So it's not happening as a part of this project. Uh, that would be a standalone process that the property owner would have to essentially uh, apply for. HBC reviews all landmark applications and they make a recommendation to the city council. So the city council will actually have to designate it as a landmark. Uh, again, that's not being proposed as a part of this request and would be a separate process. So as of now, it only has a five-day review. Is that right? Correct, and just was flagged in a, in a broad survey, uh, a downtown survey that it has potential merit to be a landmark. And when was that survey? Um, 2007. Seven? Yeah, okay. Thank you. Sure. I feel like you had a second part of your question that I may have it, not touched on. If it were... Um, yes, if it were a landmark, yes, HBC would be reviewing it. Okay. It would be... Uh, historic design review rather than just design review. Curtis, any questions? Okay, uh, is the applicant present and uh, do they wish to make a presentation? Please do. 
Good evening. Uh, Andrew Iliopoulos. Um, my wife Rula and I are the owners of the project here. Um, we, uh, did, did I hear you right? Did you say that this is not a historical site, the home? Potential landmark. Okay, I was thought I thought it was a historical, and that's why we are doing what we're doing. But it, it complements what we're trying to do, so we we, we like it. Um, I don't know if you uh, in your in the slide presentations I I sent uh, the project that's directly behind this project of ours that just completed, but we uh, felt that we would follow that design. Uh, that was done there. They had two historical uh, houses that were on the site, and then they did the same type of three-story building uh, directly behind us. I don't know if, if your uh, overview. Can, if you just let me know what when to change the slides and which ones you'd like to oh. um, interact with, I can put them up on the screen. I don't know what they look like, so you just have to tell me okay. next, next uh, slide. I haven't seen this presentation, but... Um, Oh, I don't know okay. how, because Jared, I think, was our planner, and now he's not here, right? The, yeah, it came from our architect uh, through, yeah, okay, we worked with Jared, I believe, right? Correct. Okay. Can you go to the aerial view? Do you, so, so, just so I understand, you don't know what's in your presentation? Well, I I'm didn't, see, I didn't see it in its completion, but I did see an aerial view uh, of the uh, slideshow in the very beginning. Yeah, there you go. And um, so Cottage Court, and then the project directly behind it just completed, right where it says Cottage. Excuse me, it's right where it says court, right back in there. And that is the uh, project that is now uh, completed with the three-story uh, new apartment. I think there, there's a total of uh, 12 units with that, with, with the two front houses that mirror what we're doing right uh, in the front of our project here. And there was a lot of discussion with staff in regards to whether we should merge the properties together or just do one access joint uh, mutual uh, access agreement with the the properties. And so the staff came with back to us with this recommendation. You can go to the next slide. So this is typical of the area around us. Uh, the bottom photo is our uh, project. And these are some of the surrounding neighbors to our west and, and to our uh, east, north and south. All the units will be two bedrooms. Um, We'll have a viewing deck off the third floor, which will capture the uh, ocean views for all of the residents. All the, all the units will have um, uh, in, indoor uh, washer and dryer units as well. 
and we're looking to do a you know a nice high-end project uh, for this area here when we say high-end we're you know it's 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 going to be a very uh, you know complementary project to the surrounding community and in the area as we see it starting to uh, you know go into a, a new phase And again, this project kind of mirrors the project directly behind us. If you can go to the next slide. We'll be using some siding and along with uh, stucco, um, dual pane windows. Next slide. I can't tell what that is. Is, is that the... Uh, Oh, that's the landscaping? Okay. Yeah, so so the landscaping will be something that will be, you know, that, that uh, we've discussed with the city and uh, we've incorporated their, their requirements into this project. Next slide, please. That's the last slide. Okay. Yeah. Did the... Uh, did the we also sent slides of the surrounding area. Did those make it in the, pardon me? Okay. Let me just see if that is on there. No. Okay, I'm here for any questions that you might have of me. Yeah, thank you, do uh, any of the DRC members have questions of the applicant? Um, I, I was curious, I did have a couple of questions, maybe you can help answer. Um, the size of the trash enclosure was one thing that stood out to me. Um, do you know if this has been uh, vetted by Harrison? It looked like there was space for four sort of regular carts, and do you know if that, that meets their requirements for the number of units? I'm, I'm thinking that what they're doing is that they're incorporating the trash enclosure next door along with this. Uh, I don't know of the size of the trash enclosure. I, I haven't really heard, and, and, you know, but I'm sure whatever uh, is being proposed is something that is going to meet the needs of the, of the residents there. Okay. Um. And then do you have, is there a civil engineer on board that's doing stormwater compliance? Yes, Lewis Engineering, a local engineering firm here in Ventura. Okay. I, I wasn't exactly sure how they're complying. We've got a lot of, a lot of paving and a lot of impervious surface. I um, wasn't sure exactly how we're, how we're dealing with stormwater and if we've got you know, landscaped areas that are going to be bioretention basins or anything like that. Yeah, so the, I think as we go further along in the process here with approvals, um, those will become more and more uh, readily available for you. But I do know that the courtyard areas will be pavered. So there's going to be for that, for the percolation. Um, I actually took a nice tour of the project directly behind us and viewed a lot of what they did. So I, I, I am pretty aware of what will be uh, in front of me as we go further down the road here. And we have talked with Fire, and uh, Guy is great. I think his name is Brett Reed. 
and uh, it was very uh, responsive and very, um, uh, you know, on top of it, working with us, making sure our heart, our height limits were within the uh, city's, uh, you know, range of, of height. And so uh, he was on board with everything that we were doing and guided us through this process. So it was very helpful. Thank you. Curtis, any questions? Yeah, I have one, just one. Um, which way does the roof slope? Is it towards the courtyard or? I would imagine the, the, the roof slopes will be following the, the uh, grade. So um, if, this, I, if I remember correctly, we're going from east to west, so we will probably follow that same, that same uh, pitch. Is there any um, gutter system? Or? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there will be, yeah, absolutely. Are they shown on the drawings? I'm sorry? Are, is the gutter downspout system shown on the drawings? I don't, think, I don't believe they were, and I don't think we were asked to. Uh, again, I, from my understanding, this process is just the conceptual design of what we're doing. But as we get further down the road, I, I know we'll be adding... Uh, you know the necessary requirements for that and other projects and that I've built in in other cities we've been required to put in drain systems and water barrel uh, captive for rainwater for irrigation use or things of that nature Mr. Chair may I ask a question Please. Are you going to, is, it, is this a conceptual design it is not it's not okay yeah okay. it's going to any more, Curtis? Uh, not right now. Uh, do you have rooftop-mounted equipment? N not that I know of. We do not. We, do, we don't have any air conditioning units for this. And, uh, but there will be in, indoor uh, heaters. Okay, so my assumption is there's nothing mounted on the roof? Pardon me? There's, there'll be nothing, no equipment mounted on the roof. When you say equipment, are you talking that is permanently attached that for the units themselves? I don't believe so. I don't know about satellite dishes. Sometimes people put those up and what have you. Um, I'm not I'm a big fan of them myself, but. Uh, I'm more or less concerned about heating and ventilation. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there'll be, there'll be heating and ventilation uh, for that. So yeah, they'll be uh, vented for that, yes. Okay, so there will be equipment mounted on the roof. If there is, if there's, if it's required for us, we will put it there. Yes. Okay. And how will you screen that equipment? I believe there's a parapet on this. I don't remember the height, but there will be a parapet, so they will be hidden from view. Okay. Can you point that out to me on the drawings? Uh, on the parapet. Yeah. Can you go do a, uh, an overview of the? I was looking at that as well, and it. Oh, it just doesn't look like it's a very deep. Or tall parapet just based on some of the window heights and door heights that we've got on the exterior there's no section there's no section to be able to tell none so this is uh the top right here and so if there are if there is much equipment up in here it would be placed more in the center of the of the building away when you talk about the height here, your 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 view, uh, your sight to to view, 
is diminished greatly because it will be, you know, in the center of, of, of this uh, building right here. Uh, your overhead garage doors are what material? Yeah. Yes, there will be garage doors. What, what material are they? Metal. Metal or, you know, something like that. Maybe fiberglass, depending on what, what's available. Some of the building material today is so far out in uh, getting it, it uh, you know. But I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably be metal. Any provision for solar on this project? Any what? Provision for solar panels. You know, uh, great question. I, we have not looked at solar, although it, it is a, uh, an option that we can can look at. Uh, I'm building projects with solar right now, but there, you know, there are areas that uh, are in the high desert, and so they, they, uh, some of those mand are mandatory to have solar on those projects. And any thought of incorporating EV charging into this project? If there is an EV uh, stations, they would probably be for the units themselves. Um, I've only put EV stations in on industrial buildings that we're doing, or various commercial buildings where there's access to a lot more people that are able to use that. Uh, this is only a seven-unit project, so I don't know uh, how that becomes, you know, most people uh, that would be in this building may or may not be driving electric cars at this time. But EV is also something that can be converted at a later date. Okay, if there's no further questions. Have more, any more questions? No, I don't have any more questions, thanks. Okay, then we're gonna open the public hearing. Uh, Madam Clerk, is there anyone that wishes to speak on this? Okay, if not, I'm going to close the public hearing and, uh, okay and then we'll deliberate on this project. Who wants to go first? I will if no one else is going to. Go ahead. Um, so I think the relationship to the existing project should be the, the semi-historic home in the front. I, I don't see that whatsoever. In fact, I think it just absolutely disregards it and disrespects it in just about every possible way um, with the materials, the massing, the the vinyl siding versus the wood siding. The, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see any respect for it whatsoever. Um, the material use and the delineation of the is seems super arbitrary to me. I, I can't understand it. I, I guess you're following the, the building that's behind, but I don't I, I, I don't see it making sense for this building. Um, uh, the, the 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 horizontals don't feel horizontal. The verticals don't feel vertical. Um, yeah, I just don't. I feel like you're 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 obliterating the the house that's on the site. I do not understand the process of why we're uh, why they're approaching it as a reciprocal driveway on another property if they haven't tied the lots yet. Um, that might never happen. I mean, we, I don't I don't know that that's going to actually happen at, at this point. I'm sorry? I can touch on that if you'd like. You can touch on that. So the staff directed them to incorporate the other property as it's under same ownership. 
a lot of this, a lot of that direction comes from the DTSP requirements that many on this committee are aware are very prescriptive and ask a development to select a frontage type, building type. Um, however, it does not, it's not very clear as far as what standards are applicable when there's existing development on the, on the site. So it creates a, a lot of challenges when you're adding development to an ex already developed site. So with that, really through the review of this, it seemed the only actual frontage and building type that could meet the requirements of the DTSP would be the uh, courtyard housing development type. And in order to actually make that uh, work and actually meet the requirements of that, you would have to incorporate the neighboring property, which they are actually able to do because, again, they maintain control of that property as well. So without kind of taking that approach, you're looking at a whole lot of exceptions and warrants and possibly no suitable building type as defined by the DTSP. So the control of both of the properties are by the same same owner, correct? And so the tie could, it will could happen. It's not going to be that we're going to correct. It's hopefully tear down the building that's next door as well. Yeah, staff's intention is to require a condition of approval that would uh, either require the easement to be recorded prior to building permits or the merger of the parcels. Okay. Um, all right, that still feels awkward, but okay. Um, the rough stucco, the, then the the vinyl siding. I'll never, I'll never support uh, a vinyl siding unless you can, unless someone can prove to me that it isn't super detrimental to the earth um, and all of us on it. Um, the other thing is that if you're going to, you said this is a conceptual review, but this is I, this isn't a conceptual review. So I think it should be. Hopefully, it was made clear to him that this isn't conceptual review. This is actually a review. So we should be seeing downspouts. We should be seeing, like, if there is going to be rooftop equipment, which it sounds like there is, because I think that when you go to through building safety, they're going to require solar panels now in the new code. And so those are going to be there. And we should see those. And we should see how you're going to treat those. We should see how the, the, the water is going to get off of the building. I mean, if you're going to go internal, that's great. You don't need downspouts. You don't have to have downspouts, but you're not showing them. So it feels to me like this is treated as if it's a conceptual review and it's not really a review. It doesn't feel like it's it's um, thought out as much. Even the materials of the, the the vinyl on the on the stairway, I think I don't I'm not a big I'm not in favor of the choice of those materials walking down the down the down the stairs versus the, the and there's it's it's it feels to me like someone put it in Photoshop and, and, and dropped in in colors for materials versus actually thinking about what the building's going to feel like and be like. That's, that's about all I have for right this second. Curtis, any comments? Yeah, I have to agree with um, with Commissioner uh, Grodin because I just don't understand the, um, the, the use of the grid, which is not, you know, completely expressed, and then the patterning of the materials within that grid. It's, I don't see any um, rhyme or reason to it. Um, these actually look very preliminary to me. That's why I was kind of surprised to hear this as a finished one, because I don't see how the roof slopes to drain. I don't see any of the 
penetrations that we'll have, any of the water um, dispersal systems. Um, also, the south elevation and the east elevation don't agree with each other. I'm not seeing how they match. Um, you have vinyl siding at the third level, and then on the east elevation, you have vinyl siding on all three levels. And the mass of the three stories behind the building, I'm wondering if you can anticipate at least pushing back the third floor from that frontage to only have the two-story mass against the back of the existing house. And then the third level is back 10, 12, 15 feet. So reconfiguring that upper story. I appreciate the large space on the top for views, um, but I'd, I'd still like to see some relief from the rear of the house. And I just, to me, it's trying too hard to um, honor the pseudo-historic building and the existing apartment block, and it just becomes un unintelligible on its own. And I'd like to see the building have its own personality, its own character, keeping in mind these other aspects that it has to refer to. But it just looks overly complex to me, perhaps. So I'd like to see it um, toned down a bit. Can I make a comment? Is it we'll give you the opportunity okay. when we're done. Member Tomasello? Uh, I, I think I, I generally agree with the comments that have been made. Um, I too was, was trying to um, conceptualize kind of what this would look like and trying to understand where the ins and outs are. I appreciated the renderings, um, the three-dimensional renderings that were provided in the slide, but it's a little bit difficult to understand um, how this is working in elevation view, especially with no shadows on and, and all of that. So I think that could that could potentially help. Um, I, this parapet seems really shallow to me. I thought it was just a straight flat roof, um, which is uh, uh, somewhat, somewhat concerning if you do have solar panels or rooftop equipment um, and how that's going to, to function and, and be screened. Um, I think there's an opportunity for uh, uh, some type of different uh, material for the balcony railings. Um, that can maybe help simplify things so that it's not competing. You're not using the same material with, on a balcony and, and having to deal with um, kind of how that, how that looks relation to the, the very next or the very same material right next to it, but having kind of a, uh, a split. So um, I, would, I would explore that. Um, and uh, being that this, these are going to be three buildings on one lot, um, this, there seems to be some type of opportunity to try to merge them a little bit with this building. Um, those both have pitched roofs, uh, both have horizontal siding throughout, so um, I would say if that's going to be the case, that would be my recommendation just to to somewhat try to bring those those two together and those elements in uh, to this building. 
You said there was a 3D model. I saw a 3D model. I thought, I thought that was a street view of the property behind it. Did we see a 3D model? That's a 3D model? From the alley, I believe. Okay, so that's a 3D model from the alley. Okay, that really should be just a recommendation. You should put that in the presentation so we can see it as what it is. Because I thought that was the, the one you were trying to look like. I see it now, of course, but because uh, I don't think the next door neighbor is a monolith like that, but it's pretty cool. Uh, can you go back to your recommendation slide, staff's recommendations? I think that's where I'd like to start. Uh, I'd like to see a motion that uh, would include these five recommendations. And as far as number one goes, uh, would the design benefit from the use of additional alternatives? And the answer is yes. Uh, I can't support vinyl material because it's not a quality material. It's not a, not a lasting material. Uh, does the massing of the building need further articulation or modification? And definitely it does. Uh, right now it just seems very monolithic, uh, monolithic, uh, I mean, uh, monolithic, and, and then some, sometimes kind of chaotic. Um, is the pitch roof appropriate for architectural style of the building? I don't think it's very complementary to the existing. Uh, if this project comes back, and I hope it does come back, uh, I'd like to see a roof plan. I'd like to see a section through the building. Uh, I'd like to see gutter downspouts, if appropriate. I'd also like to see a window detail. And I'd also would like to understand what material is being used in the windows. Uh, is the current design compatible with the existing residence? I don't believe so. I think it could be made more compatible. Uh, should additional landscaping and open space be incorporated? And I think there's a note on the drawing that talks about uh, Antelope Valley uh, plants, uh, high desert being compatible. We're not high desert, and you might find that these plants that have been specified will not do well uh, in a coastal environment. So you might want to take a closer look at that. Uh, and I, I pretty much agree with uh, my fellow DRC representatives. So I'll, can I address the, the questions, which are good? Um, I don't know, I, I definitely don't necessarily think that additional exterior materials need to happen. It, there may be articulation of the materials and a change of the materials or maybe even working within the massing, but you're just putting, it, it feels to me, I mean, I appreciate the, the 3D model because it helped me out a lot. I, on the elevations, it, it looks really flat. Um, so I can kind of see, I saw a little bit more of how the materials worked, um, but I don't think there needs to be more material no, in I'll, fact, I'll maybe you. less. Yeah. Um, and, and does the massing need further articulation? I, yes. Uh, is the pitch roof appropriate? And I'm a flat roof guy, but yes. Uh, the, I do think a pitch roof would be appropriate, or at least, in, at least a consideration of how the roof is going to work and how what, what Chair Adelman said about the, the section, and we can see whether there's a there actually is a parapet and what it does. Um, and I do not think that the current design is compatible with the residents in regard to the mass and design. Should additional landscaping, yes. Well, my feelings are with a little bit of work uh, and some changes, I'd like to see this project come back to us. Um, 
I think we've all made it pretty clear what we'd like to see and what we, we don't want to see. Um, you wish to make a statement or speak? I mean, yes. if it can be brief, please do. Yes. Uh, I'd love to incorporate what you're asking me to do. Um, if you don't mind, I want to give you a little criticism. I've had, this has been ongoing for three years. I think for any city to put a property owner, what I've been through for three years, trying to get here to this, to this venue is, is not right. And it's not, it's not healthy for a city. And I know there's been some struggles here. We've all gone through them. But if you would please direct me with staff and you tell staff for the next two weeks, work with me and my team, I will, I will incorporate what you want in this project. I wanted to put other types of materials and other uh, looks, and I was told to go this way. This is the fourth planner I've had in four years. This is not right. I've been through several city managers with this city. I've built in 12 different cities in my career. And, and I don't mean this by any disrespect whatsoever, but, you know, it's hard. And then I'm trying, you're asking me to maybe join these buildings together. Do you understand what the fire department's going to ask me to do? The fire department's going to make me take the other existing building and bring that up to a whole different code that will disrupt all of those people where then I have to go through a whole different gyration to meet their needs. Okay, well, thank you for your comments. We do need to proceed. And please know we are an advisory committee. Yeah. We do not tell staff what to do. We do make recommendations. Can I, can, I'd like to respond one thing. I don't, I don't think I ever heard that we joined the buildings together. I thought uh, I heard, no, no I, 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 that wasn't the intent of my comment to act oh. to physically. I think just stylistically try to create some cohesion. Does that make sense? Cohesiveness together, maybe where like a courtyard or uh, a sitting area for both buildings to yeah, and then, coexist. And then I think that would be good. And the the materials. I mean, these, these all these look like three very different buildings that are going to be one one site, one okay, one project. I did talk to staff in regards to this, and they told me, which I agreed with to the project that just finished literally in the last few months uh, was something that the city was really looking for. And I said, okay, then let's go with that. And I spent you know, several trips coming over here and walking with the owners of that project to basically see what they're doing. I'm following right along the lines that was approved previously for that project, for this project. I thought it would just make it easier for everyone. But I, I can change. That. I'm, I'm, I, I'm only one one person, so others may not may not agree with me. So, uh, well, I happen to agree with you. But the I hear you loud and clear on the three years part. That that to me is a frustration, and yes. and it's not fair. It's not right. Correct. And staff's doing what they can. I know we're understaffed. Um, we're not we're not staff. Um, and I it should not take you three years to get to to see us. It should right. never take that long. You should have a date certain when you submit a project. And that's my opinion. And what you're going through as far as that is, is ridiculous. It's not fair to any property owner, anyone that wants to improve a site. No, so I, 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 I hear you. And yeah. the other thing I'm going to say is don't let staff design your project. You, you, they can give you guidance, but get a good designer and have them, have them design something for yeah. you. Because you, it sounds like you want to do a better project than what you presented to us. And 
I think I think it can be better. I think it can be a great project, but I think that you need to like. Yeah. Just, just for the record, go with I, it and I, I, believe me, I, I, I'm not the guy that looks for the bottom dollar in what I do. And, I and the projects that I've done over my career have, have won many awards, and I'm proud of what I've done. And I want to have a nice project in your city that you'll be proud of. Yeah. And so, but I really would like somehow, somebody, maybe I'm going to talk to the gentleman here. Please spend some time with my team and myself and just tell me how to get through this process so I can start building my project. Okay. You know, well, it's, we, it's not right. Yeah, we do need to move on with the motion. So what are our options here? Uh, can we ask this project to come back yes. for reconsideration? Yes. And okay. uh, we've been taking notes of your concerns and your feedback. Uh, so, yes, uh, if you want to just make a motion to continue it to a date uncertain, incorporating the recommendations and uh, direction that was provided by the committee. We could do a date certain, you said? Is that Un what you, uncertain. You uncertain. I, I think for <clears throat> the benefit of the applicant, I think I, I'd ask, would you like a date certain to come back? Um, because we can include that in our motion. And then two, for my fellow committee members, I think I'd prefer to, in our motion, have some specific direction uh, so that it's not just an indefinite continuance with, with random notes from Know, all of our various comments. I concur with you, and I'm I'm waiting, excited to hear your motion. Uh, <laughs> before sorry, before that happens, if, if you want to do a <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to do a date certain, can we get some kind of clarification on what, um, how many of your comments are addressed, or are you okay with this coming back before this committee on that date certain without any of your comments addressed? Um, to be frank, the reason this is here tonight is due to uh, staff not being able to get responses on the design comments we've been providing throughout review. So that's why we brought it to this committee. Uh, to your point, uh, co committee member Groudon, staff does not want to spend uh, a lot of time designing a project to it, for it to come before this committee and then have uh, conflicting feedback given. Uh, with that, um, it's before you tonight because they have not responded to any of the design feedback we yeah. provided. I actually day. didn't mean to imply that you were designing it, I, although I basically said those words. <laughs> Sorry. Have, have you sure. met with uh, the, the applicant's architect and landscape architect as part of this More, uh, at least two incomplete letters have been provided to the applicant providing direction on architectural styling changes, compliance issues. Uh, this project has uh, at least 15 to 16 outstanding technical comments that have not been addressed. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a staff issue with the time frame of this project. Thanks. So to answer your question, yeah, I'd like to come back as soon as I can. Thank you. Anyone want to go for a motion? I, I don't know how to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, so I'd like to make a motion to uh, continue this project. Um, I'll start with to the April hearing, and you can let me know if that feels. So uh, that, that actually will not be doable just for our share back out of when we have to have reports published. And May? May? May is more May feasible. Is okay, let's shoot for May. Um, with the following comments. Um, uh, please provide a section cut through the building. Um, 
study the materials application to create better organization and hierarchy to the building. Um, uh, remove vinyl siding and rough stucco and replace with um, smooth stucco and wood siding or composite siding. Fair enough. Uh, show rooftop equipment and uh, any required solar panels. Uh, show downspouts and stormwater facilities. Uh, please include your civil drawings in, in the set that we review as well. There's valuable okay. information there for us. Um, show window types and consider varying the window sizes. Consider alternate balcony railing material and ensure floor plans and elevations are consistent. I noticed one window that was on a floor plan but didn't show up on, on uh, the elevation. Yeah. And um, open to other suggestions. Um. Um. What about the, the consideration of, of relating, uh, or at least what the uh, committee member Cormain said about the stepping down to the building in front of it, or at least addressing the, the existing building, whether it's a, I don't know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sloped roof, but maybe a, a step down and, and, and not tower over that building as much? Okay. Um, two additional items I'll add to my motion. Consider a, a sloped roof and uh, reduce the uh, parent massing as the building approaches the existing one-story residence. We're still deliberating. Do you, uh, is that your motion? That's my motion. Okay, we have a second? Yeah, I'll second it. Okay, uh, Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Okay, Member Cormain? Yes. Member Grodin? Yes. Vice Chair Tomasello? Yes. And Chair Antelman? Yes. Motion carries. Okay. Uh, you don't have to recess. Yeah, well, we're going to take a brief recess. No? You're okay? I'm okay. All right, we're not recessing. We're going to move on to the next agenda item. Agenda item three. Uh, project 15442, Olive Block Apartments, requests for major design review located at 985 Olive Street. I really appreciate your rebuttal. Uh, before we proceed, uh, do uh, we have any ex parte communication on this project? Any of the members? No. Okay. Okay, uh, staff, uh, when you're ready, could we please have a presentation? Good evening, members of the Design Review Committee. My name is Tyler Walter, the case planner for your next item, Agenda Item 3, Olive Block Apartments, Project 15442. Next slide, please. The subject property is located in the West Side District, specifically at the 901, 943, and 985 parcels of North Olive Street. The three, the three properties will be merged together through a separate lot line adjustment. The scope of the project encompasses this entire city block outlined in red and will be bound by Olive Street, Warner Street, Barnett Street, and Snow Court. Next slide, please. 
The subject property is primarily surrounded by single-family, multifamily, and industrial uses as depicted in the slide above. Most of the architecture found in this area of Westside is predominantly of craftsmen, contemporary, and industrial-style architecture. The latter of the two, the applicant has replicated in their proposed project. Next slide, please. For a frame of reference, the yellow outline represents the location of the existing project, and the red outlines represent nearby or existing entitled projects. Nearby projects include to the northwest, the Westview Village, which is currently under construction, and to the south, the Bell and Olive mixed-use development, which has been approved. Next slide, please. The existing site is composed of industrial buildings, sheds, a storage yard, junkyards, and a recycling center. The, properties, the, property is currently, the property's perimeter is currently bound by overground shrubs and chain link fencing. Sidewalk presently only exists along Olive Street. The applicant intends to demolish the existing structures on the site for the construction of the multifamily apartment complex. Next slide, please. The applicant specifically is proposing a multifamily residential apartment complex, which would be composed of 32 apartment units, four of which would be catered to low-income units. The two-story building will fit, feature 16 second-story units and 16 ground-level units. Of the four low-income units, two will be on the second floor of the building and two will be on the first floor. The units will have access both from the street and the interior parking lot. The second-story units will have a private 150-square-foot open space balcony. Behind the units will be 34 parking spaces, one of which would be an ADA-compliant parking space. With the parking lot, there will be tree plants in the planting fingers planted every two parking stalls. On the ground floor, there are two common areas with outdoor seating facing Olive Street and Snow Court, totaling for 2,000 gross square feet. The entire perimeter of the property will be bound by a five-foot will be bound by a five-foot wide sidewalk on Olive Street and a three-foot wide sidewalk on Barnett, Warner, and Snow Court. With the, on Olive Street, there will be street trees planted in the tree wells every 35 feet. Next slide, please. To avoid mass and bulking, the design of the apartment complex provides block-like elements with changes in colors Bless and materials. You. The second floor units will be recessed 10 feet to allow for staggering of the building and to provide a balcony with black aluminum railing for the second story units. The parking will be situated behind the units themselves. The building will be a mix of white standing C-metal, white standing C-metal siding along with black stucco accents in order to distinguish the ground level and second story units. Additionally, a portion of the second floor wall planned is recessed to allow for staggering and would be feature a western red cedar wood siding to further break up the building articulation while adding further design interest. The corner units will feature additional windows to add a quarter element to the project and approximately halfway between the units there is a break in the pattern to allow for the two outdoor common areas for the residents. The use meets the recommendations for the city design guidelines, which recommend new construction to have staggered building articulation, breaking in the massing of the building, as well as parking in the rear of the building. Next slide, please. The following slide depicts the parking and step backs on the subject property. As you can see, there's a mix of materials and massing to add to the staggered appearance of the subject property, and that the vehicular parking stalls are situated in the rear of the building. Next slide, please. Open space for the complex is provided through a private 
is provided through both private 150 square foot balconies for the second story units, as well as seating courtyard areas in the center of the complex facing Snow Court and Olive Street. The courtyard area includes landscape, a pergola, a grilling area, and seating. Next slide, please. Landscaping in the courtyard includes trees, shrubs, and ground cover. A variety of trees, shrubs, and vines are proposed around the perimeter in raised landscape planters located in the front and ground floors units to soften the appearance of the building. Street trees are provided along Olive Street and spaced out every 35 feet. The rear parking area, as mentioned before, features canopy trees that are positioned every two parking stalls and planting fingers. And which would meet the 1997 design guidelines. Staff, though, is seeking DRZ's opinion if the quantity of on-site trees in the parking area are of adequate quality and if the street trees provided along Olive Street should be replicated along Warner Street, Barnett Street, and Snow Court. The 2008 design guidelines recommend projects in residential areas to have wider sidewalks that total for at least six feet in width, whereas the proposed sidewalks are five feet and three feet in width. DRC input is requested if the sidewalk widths match the 2008 design guideline recommendations. Next slide, please. Staff is seeking the following input from the Design Review Committee regarding landscaping, open space, street trees, and sidewalks. Next slide, please. Thank you. Uh, do any of the DRC members have questions of staff? I do. Um, the sidewalks are in the public realm, right? They're not on the property? Correct, they're in the public realm. So asking them to do a, a six-foot sidewalk would be that they're actually going to put a sidewalk onto their property? Is that right? Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, because I, okay, it's okay. Right. Um, they actually have a, have a, a, a setback. Is that a self-imposed setback? Could they go to zero? No, because this is in a commercial zone area. This isn't in any special overlay district. This would, they're seeking um, state density bonus to allow for setback reduction for the building itself. So on the street sides, there is actually a setback that they're going over? That's correct. That's correct? Yeah. What, what's the setback there? Off the top of my head, I do not. Like on Olive. Um, I'd have to double check the specific number. I don't have that right off the top of my head for this okay. property. There's actually a, I there, see there's a three a, foot setback in the plan. Is that my question? Is that self-imposed or is that? Uh, They're requesting the density bonus concession that would allow for the reduction um, up to whatever the applicant requests. And at that point, it would be three feet. I'm not sure what the required would be, but. Um, through density bonus, the they density can request okay. three feet. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Clarification on where the six-foot um, sidewalk guideline or standard is coming from? This is coming from the 2008 design guidelines, which, are, while not a requirement, are a recommendation of how developments should occur and how new residential developments should be in regards to the streetscape. Is that specific to Olive Street or the West Side? It is. It is more of a it's a guideline for that area because it's not in any specific special area plan or any overlay district that would mandate or require such type of streetscape treatment. Because of that, that's why we're leaning onto the 1997 design guidelines and the 2008 guidelines. And does land development have any precedent based on some of the other projects that have been going on over there uh, of what uh, what 
and street section and sidewalk section has been been required because right now it's it's a jumble yeah. and it's a mess um, and some consistency over there would be nice yeah um, I do believe even on I think there was a slide here um, that some of the newer projects have been required to widen their sidewalks whether they could do that through um, a mechanism in the public right of right of way if possible but otherwise it would be on the private property um, and same with Bell and Olive they did increase the sidewalk width but I believe it was on the subject property so it's more just setting the buildings back more so that there's more pedestrian access so it's kind of a variety of both. Public Works um, does request it, but it isn't a, an objective standard from Public Works, so we, that's probably why you see some inconsistencies in the area. Okay, thank you. And also just to note, the 2008 guidelines um, do, they're not referenced a bunch because it's mostly public right-of-way infrastructure that um, we don't necessarily always mention. Uh, more so 1997 design guidelines are geared more towards um, private development. Any other questions for staff? Um, not for staff, sorry. I have a quick question. Um, what are the requirements for street trees in this area? From my understanding, there's no specific requirement about the street tree de density. It comes more to that there's a uniform amount of spacing between the street trees from one street tree to the next, as far as guidelines are concerned. And on Olive Street, where they're proposing the street trees, they all have 35-foot separation. Okay. So there are no trees required on any other street? That's correct. So this zoning district, um, it's in a commercial zone where we do not have landscape standards. Um, we've requested landscaping through housing projects and just in general because the municipal code does not request or require any landscaping or open space. That's it. Okay. Is the applicant present and would they like to make a presentation? I'm so sorry. One, one more additional question so the the commercial zoning um, doesn't require uh, landscape or open space uh, however it does allow for multifamily housing correct and it doesn't reference meeting the standards of that's correct okay very unique piece of property yeah, I, I, it's the same for, I believe, Bell and Olive. It's just also that Olive is um, a commercial corridor and zoned commercially with the land use of commerce. Um, the, the, the codes are allow housing on all of them. So I think we're seeing more of that versus the commercial activity. So um, the standards in our municipal code um, aren't as robust as we would like, so we lean on the guidelines a lot. Okay. Uh, would the applicant please make the presentation? Sure. That'll work. I do have a, a presentation pull up. Um, good evening, my name is Jason Henry. I'm an architect with Onyx Creative Architects. Um, I'm here representing uh, the owner's representative, Jeff Becker. And I, along with uh, Brian Broderson, uh, who did the landscape architecture on this project. Uh, next slide. 
I do want to clarify a couple things I heard in with the, the staff questions. Our sidewalks along all of the uh, perimeter streets besides Olive are actually five feet, um, which is pretty close to the, the six foot. And on Olive Street, they are 10. Um, so we have wider sidewalks than, than we were talking about. Um, also wanted to address some of the, uh, the concerns I heard in the previous presentation. Um, we do have EV chargers uh, shown on our plans adjacent to the, uh, the outdoor gathering areas, um, both for future and designated for installation. Um, I don't have a roof plan in the set, but I do have all of the roofs sloping towards the parking lot um, into concealed downspouts and, I mean, uh, gutters and downspouts. Um, we do have permeable strips of paving um, and planters where we have a tree planted every other space. Um, we do have a uh, underground detention system for stormwater that is in our grading plan. Sorry, I didn't realize I wasn't talking into that. Um, we uh, do not have PVs shown on our elevation, but we are going to be installing uh, photovoltaics. And so if that could be a, a condition in uh, the potential upcoming planning conditions, we will definitely do that. Um, our, uh, we will not have air conditioners, but we will have heaters within the unit, so there will not be rooftop equipment except for plumbing vents and um, short stuff that can be uh, hidden pretty easily. Um, next slide. Um, I know we just usually don't look at the floor plans on these, but these are, we're trying to bring a different kind of dwelling product to the area. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of bungalow houses, apartment buildings that cater to two, three, four bedrooms. So we're going to the more smaller units. We have a studio unit on the ground floor, um, which I think works very nicely. And then we have a one bedroom unit on the second floor with a deck that has its private outdoor uh, space. Next slide, please. These are just a little bit of 3D views of the units themselves. Um, so it's pretty generous. The studios itself are about 500 square feet. Next slide. And the one bedroom on the second floor is uh, roughly 700 square feet. Uh, keep going. Um, I believe you already saw this view up above. It, it, we were trying to use materials that are um, within the context like Tyler had mentioned, we have a corrugated metal siding or standing seam siding that's going to be more of a gray color that's representative of one of the sheds that's still on the site, um, as well as some stucco products. And, it's, uh, and then we have some res, uh, red cedar um, for our, some of our siding. Um, as you can see, our parking is mostly concealed underneath the second floor um, and not too visible from either of the streets. Next slide. Um, this is just showing that each unit kind of has its own identity of a front door to either go up to the second floor or into the, the lower studio. Next slide. This is another view of the other, of the other corner where we're able to put windows on the corner to have the, the eyes on the, uh, on the street. Uh, next slide. Um, we'll go one more. And th these are the two outdoor areas that we created that are for communal use. 
Um, we do not have private outdoor space for the studios, um, so we have provided a kind of a barbecue area and a place for to have gatherings and a more kind of passive um, gathering area up to, up top there. Next slide. And here's I think you have this included in your packet with the materials we plan on using. It's the the standing seam, the stucco, uh, and the wood siding are our main uh, wall materials. Um, aluminum windows, and we have uh, roll-up doors to provide a kind of an indoor-outdoor uh, feeling of the space, kind of enlarge the, the unit's feeling. Um, and that's it, if you have any questions. One minor question. Did you say your, the, the roof slope or actually have a slope to them towards the center? Yeah, I mean, they're a, fl a flat roof with a gentle slope towards the um, parking lot. What, what, but the pitch is really mild? Really mild, yes. Because when I first looked at it, I thought it did, and then when I, I think started that's just, just the perspective. Farther, I thought it wasn't, so now when you say that, I got confused. Okay, thanks. That's it. Okay. So you're looking at like a quarter of an inch or a half inch per foot? So, somewhere, in, somewhere in that range, yes. Um, I, I had a couple of questions. So just to clarify this sidewalk thing, um, you said it's 10 feet. That includes the probably a four foot or three or four foot um, uh, planter box or, or tree well? The, on, on olive? Correct. Okay. So in between those trees, that it'll open up to 10 feet? Yes. That's correct. Really generous. Yeah. That's nice. Um, the... Units themselves, it looks like all the entries are taken from the perimeter um, and not from the parking area. Were there, was that any consideration to, you know, not have people having to walk all the way around a building from the parking area to get to their front door? We just felt like it was more appropriate to address the, the street with our entries and our, the guests that are coming. And it's really only about, each unit's only about 23 feet wide, so your walk from the parking lot is not going to be that long to get around. Um, and then I, I noticed we've got these kind of uh, stripes of... Uh, permeable paving in the parking area, and then at, at either ends of those, we have trees located there. I thought they were like um, an accessible path or something, but it, I, it doesn't look like it's that, but it does look like it's a walking path um, kind of to get from one side to the other. It, it's just breaking up the, uh, the parking lot um, materials <coughs> and giving the parking lot some interest. And Brian can add to that. I think there's a little bit of confusion because in the model they show the trees up against the building and in reality the trees are separated from the building to the end of the parking space so there's a, a four by four five by five cutout I don't remember the dimension exactly so there'll be and there are trees every two spaces so the idea is for there to be a canopied alley of trees so the entire courtyard will be treed to some extent and then it opens up in the center the intent is to create a like a like a, a secondary use space almost uh, that could be could be used in the center so if they had a big event or something they could actually open it up and use that as an overflow space that connects the other two courtyards the other two courtyards are of a good scale as well like 25 by 25 each one passive one for 
or specific uses. One of the planning comments, there were a lot of planning comments about landscape, but one was that they didn't think there were enough trees. And th this project, we couldn't get another tree on if we tried. And looking at the, um, some of the renderings, the trees are sort of shown at what I would call an architect scale, like they're like 10 foot in diameter or so, but they're actually going to be much bigger than that in that courtyard area, and they will be away from the building. Around the perimeter of the building, there are trees everywhere. We did add the street trees at the request of the city, so those street trees on Olive were added um, were in addition during the, the submittal process. And I think, I think it's a pretty nice project. And what type of trees are lining that, the alley? And uh, those are all ginkgos. Ginkgos, and what's their height at maturity? Uh, it varies. Um, in, in an urban condition where they're in a, in a tree, in a well, um, the root space is more limited. So I would expect them to be 20 by 30, 20 wide, 30 feet high. They can get larger, but I don't expect that to happen in this condition. We do have some large sycamores flanking the project. We tried to get big trees where we could, especially on the southwest exposure. And then on the north side of the building, we have a, we have a lot of the native um, cerasus or red buds because that, that's a shade-tolerant tree. Um, in that central area of the, the alley, um, I noticed that that looks like it's almost connecting the two, uh, the two courtyard areas. Uh, is there any grade change in that? Does it kind of ramp up or anything, or is that a possibility? Um, it's a pretty flat site, but that's an interesting idea to, to, to like raise the center of the project. Actually, slow bit. down cars a little bit, make it a little bit more of a. Uh, uh, hardscaped area for people. We can explore it. We can look at that. That could be sure. possible. Okay. I think that's it. Curtis, any questions? No. No, I know. Um, I'll throw a few at you. <laughs> um, the overhead doors, I, th I think that's very creative, but boy, you're, you're right on the street. I mean, talk about activation to the street. You really got it. Any thought about using a reflective glass so you know you don't feel like somebody's standing in front of your window looking into your apartment? Is that and you have any thought? That was actually a, a staff comment at one point, and we did uh, explore using some obscured glass on the lower panes. At least a film that would, when you're sitting on your couch, people aren't staring right at you. Um, but uh, it's something we could, we could explore. I, I, th I think it would be worth it. Also, you have two extra parking spaces. Uh, is that something Brian could use to add more public space uh, to the project? We could, but we, through the density bonus, we already got a par uh, parking reduction, so we didn't have any guest spaces required. So we did provide two guest spaces on property. Okay. And uh, let's see, your windows are what material? Aluminum. Aluminum. Okay. Um, that's all I have. Any other questions? Nope. Oh, I just want to clarify. The um, sectional doors are on both levels? Mm, yes. Wouldn't, so the, um, the plantings between the building and the sidewalk are on raised beds? Correct. How does that interface work with the overhead door? There, there's actually a, a back to the planter. I think you can see it. Um, that so it, does, it goes to the top of the planter? 
No, there's, it'll, it'll go be recessed. It'll be recessed from there. The, it's, the planter is on all four sides, um, so it'll go back down into a uh, uh, the, the sill that will be part of the building because those doors are pretty well recessed into that block. On the ground floor, why have the roll-up doors if there's no patio out there? Just to open up to the, uh, the outside of the sidewalk. Will there be any, any way to walk out of the roll-up door to the sidewalk? Not currently. currently. Yeah, I mean, the door's about five feet away from it, but it, it would, yeah. We, at, at, uh, staff requested that we, it was going to be an at-grade planter, and they requested to be raise something up to give some more separation from the sidewalk. Okay, if there is no more comments, then uh, we'll open this up to the public. Has anybody indicated they wish to speak? I've received no public comment on this item. Okay, then uh, since there's no public comment, then we're going to uh, Move into deliberation. Uh, comments, concerns? I'll, you want to go? I'll start. Um, sure. I, I, I'm a, uh, I like the design a lot. I, um, I appreciate the materials. Um, I appreciate the layout, although it, it feels somewhat repetitive at first glance. Um, I think the, you know, creating that alley in the center. Um, uh, putting all the parking kind of central to the to the uh, site, uh, addressing the street, uh, keeping it two-story. You know, I, I think you could have gone three and had some more opportunities for for open space. Um, but I I like the simplicity of it. Um, I appreciate the the public improvements that are going to happen, especially the improvements along Olive. Um, that is a, a really unpleasant pedestrian uh, <laughs> uh, environment to try to navigate with all of the utilities that are in the sidewalk and um, you know I think just uh, you, you guys are setting a precedent there for how to do it well and, and you know maybe what other projects can match as that area continues to evolve over time. Um, I, couple of you know comments I think recommendations that I would that I would add and uh, in terms of things that I think could uh, could improve it but uh, I think for the most part it's a well done project I'm excited to see it move forward did we, did we not get a landscape plan I thought there was one in here I thought that I think there was one, there was one somewhere it might have been on the in the presentation on, on the on the I think it was only included in your packet. It was included in our and, packet, yeah. Yeah, it would be oh, okay. on online. The printed version, I don't believe, has it. Okay. I can, I'll speak. You want to go, Chris? Sure, I just have a couple of things. Um, can you bring up the vicinity map or the aerial? Okay, um... Our major um, access is obviously Olive Street, which is the, main, the biggest street. But in terms of the perpendicular streets, is Warner the one that goes through to 
A housing authority site? Yes. I think I would like to see at least the six-foot sidewalk on Warner that leads to that um, area, because that's most likely to have the most traffic moving from that neighborhood to towards the avenue. So I think it makes sense to go with the uh, wider sidewalk there. Five feet along the other two smaller streets, I'm not so insistent on, but I would like to see that. Also, the corner, I know we have a lot of repetition in this building, but when we get to the corner of Warner and Olive, um, I'm wondering if we want to see something a little bit more there. Um, either, you know, and I'm not keen to necessarily disrupt the massing of that last unit, but something that might, like a, a larger specimen tree or something that's going to kind of mark that corner a little bit stronger. Um, I know that's a major, it's a more major thoroughfare there. But also I agree the, the design of the building. I like, I like the use of lines in this building, you know, the, and the string, strong use of the darks to create that. It has a very modern feel to it, but a very authentic sense of modern. So I'm a big fan of this design. And uh, I think that's all I have right now. you have any comments? I do. Um, well, for I, I was just going to move to approve it, but then I'll, I'll make comments. Um, I think the massing feels appropriate. The, the cadence feels appropriate. The, the one, two, three, four, open, one, two, three, four, open. The, the center space to me, I do not believe that you should should have any bumps or changes in elevations. That's actually a place for, if there are kids or if there are people that can actually go out there and play and use. Um, I see those as actually outdoor spaces. Everybody that drives in there lives there, so hopefully they'll be respectful and drive slowly. The, the paving in the center, actually um, just driving over a different paving causes you to be aware and to slow down. Um, I think the, the massing on the street, that. I, I'm going to comment on the on the sidewalks. I think the sidewalk is appropriate, but whether it's done in the public realm or done on on the site is questionable. I think it would be nice to have Warner have a have a larger sidewalk. Um, the the materials, as far as are, are, let me go to stay with massing. <laughs> the massing from uh, two story to a lower story to there you go. Thank you. So you have the front balcony. It feels super appropriate. I think that's great. And then you drop down. Um, when I first looked at it, I thought it actually had a slope. So then when you said it does have a slope, I was like, oh, cool, it has a slope. Because I actually wanted it to have a slope afterwards. Not that I, I don't, I'm not taking away from it that it doesn't. But I, that's the only thing I saw is that when I first saw it, I thought it had a slope towards the center. So it was kind of doing a little bit like this. That was the only thing I, I felt that I didn't... Um, I was wishing that would happen because I actually thought it did. The the doors being set back creates more another cadence within within it. I think that the the material choices are excellent. The standing seam uh, material and then the the dark material on, on the front with the balcony over it. I think that the uh, I feel like I'm totally tooting your horn here. Um, the, but the the 
the roll-up doors, I'm fine with the roll-up doors. It's going to take, I think it's going to have a certain clientele. I mean, a certain resident, I guess. But they can open that door just a little bit and get a lot of air. Uh, they can open it up all the way on those few days a year they might do it. They might never open it, but I think it, it, it works for me. Um, and then on the second floor, they can do the same. I think that the, the, the kind of the, that cruciform that with the open space in the center, uh, long-wise, and then also on the secondary axis, I think that that works really uh, successful. The planters in the front give that feeling of, um, of the difference between the public realm and the private space inside of the building, and then the planter. People can let that grow up, let that grow taller, and cover their, cover their window if they want it to. They can keep it lower. That kind of gives them the choice of their self-screening. I think there's plenty of trees. I, I think that uh, any more trees, and I don't know, I, I think it's almost too much. There's a time where you don't want too many trees, and it, it, first of all, it's a driveway. But secondly, I see it almost as a plaza in the center. So I wouldn't add any more trees. I, I don't think you should. Um, the, the bigger tree on the corner, sure, that, 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 I agree with that, and the, and the sidewalk. Um, keep, your, keep your drains internal. Uh, don't show them. Have PV panels on it. You're going to anyways. Uh, did I say anything else? Did I have anything else? But I, I, I'll, I'll make a motion to approve it as is, when, if you, unless you want to speak first. Tom and I agree with Mem Member Thomas. So this is a well-designed project, and I think we need a motion to approve it. I'll, I'll make a motion to approve um, the project as designed with the, um, with <sighs> trying to expand the, the sidewalk on Warner Street to six feet and adding uh, maybe that larger um, tree on that one corner of Warner. And we're making a recommendation to the community design we're making a recommendation to, to community development director. Right. It's not going to the planning commission, correct? Correct. With that's the, my recommendation to the community development director. Would the motion maker entertain the addition of a comment to consider increasing the roof pitch? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I, I think that I think that that's something that it's really well designed, so I think that, that that's something if you were willing to look at it and still kind of be okay with that, 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 I that, would, that would be appreciated, and I will add that to the motion to, to analyze it. I, I'm going to trust you guys to look at it and say yay or nay, you know, uh, great, no. Man. I think that's where I'm at as well. Yeah, you'll de decrease the possibility of a roof leak, too, by getting a good slope on it. Increase the possibility of what? Roof leaking. Anything oh. usually over a half inch doesn't tend to leak as much as a quarter yeah, inch a, or an eighth. He's got a Sarnafel roof on that thing. I've had those dead flat and they don't leak. So we have a motion. We need a second. Second. Okay, Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Member Cormain? Yes. Member Grodin? Yes. Vice Chair Tomasello? Yes. Chair Antelman? Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. Do we need a recess? Can it be like two minutes? Uh, five minute recess. <laughs> hey. Are you the applicant? Or are you just How does it speak? work with oh, yeah. the roll up doors and exiting from the second line? Like, oh, okay. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so you and what's the other great project. I can't remember. Yes, Jason Henry. Jason Henry. Nice. Well, I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah, I haven't stopped by. By the way, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No kidding. Oh awesome. <laughs> I knew you looked familiar. Yeah. C, C word, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. My mother-in-law just showed up. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, you got to sit for this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well yeah. Good luck in yeah, it. It's nice to see a good project. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's how you do modern. Okay. Bye. The details. I used to have to exclude myself because yeah. I felt if I said something bad, <laughs> you raise the rent. <laughs> City of Huntington Beach, they're involved with a lawsuit, aren't they? On the state state housing requirements. The city of Huntington Beach. Are they challenging? Oh, you're not keeping up with that. That's Apparently, true. they're telling the state you can't tell us to do this. <laughs> the most recent one was they were saying you can't make us do ADUs. Yeah. They're fighting every housing bill. Okay. I like big drawings. Any time the uh, clerk is ready, we'll proceed. No problem. Okay, the recess is now over. Thank you. And we're going to move to uh, item number four, which is project 13226, uh, 76 station redevelopment. Uh, Bliss Car Wash, request for design review located at 11008 uh, Citrus Drive. And this is going to the Planning Commission, our, our recommendation on this project. Uh, staff, do you have a presentation? Thank you, Chair. My name is Gene Burse, Senior Planner, and I'll be presenting on agenda item number four, 76 Station Redevelopment, Project 
13226. Oh, let me interrupt you a second. Any uh, uh, communication with the applicant on this project? Okay. Please continue. Thank you. The current item on the agenda is a request for a major design review for a new car wash. The project site is located at the southeast corner of the Wells Road Citrus Drive intersection in the Wells Road community in the far east end of the city. Surrounding uses include commercial and multifamily residential along Citrus Drive. Businesses across the street from the site to the north include a Valero gas station and Cafe 126. The proposed car wash will be located on the same parcel as an existing gas station, in this case a 76 station. Uh, there is an abandoned street right-of-way located on the site, which is where the proposed car wash would be built, as indicated on the screen. The project application, just to provide some uh, project history and background on this particular application, uh, back in December of 2018, the initial application was submitted to the Community Development Department. The current project plans were submitted in December of 2022. Initially, the project scope was for a new convenience store, alcohol use permit, and automatic car wash. The project scope has since been changed to the current request, which is for an automatic car wash building and facade improvements to the existing convenience store. Staff reviewed the iterations of the proposed car wash, which are some of which are shown on the screen. The top graphic is the initial uh, design, and then the bottom graphic is a subsequent iteration. The 0.8 acre site is an irregular shaped lot with an existing 1,800 square foot gas station that will and is proposed to remain. The proposed car wash building will be placed where the abandoned street is located along the western portion of the site. The new 1,700 square foot car wash will be 21 feet in height. Site access will remain as is with two curb cuts along Citrus Drive. The easternmost curb cut will provide access to, the, to a drive aisle on the eastern portion of the site. Uh, this drive aisle will travel south along the site and then hairpin and turn northward into the new uh, car wash building. The parking for this site, uh, this site is proposing additional parking, uh, 10 spaces on the eastern side of the proposed car wash. Each will have uh, vacuums as well as uh, additional spaces behind the existing convenience store. This project also proposes additional sidewalks along Citrus Drive to the edge of the property. Uh, as you'll see, there is a large green area uh, just immediately west of the site between the site and Wells Road. That is Caltrans right-of-way. The applicant is proposing to build new eight-foot-wide sidewalks to the edge of their property and is not proposing at this time. Well, the city is not uh, requiring uh, improvements into Caltrans right-of-way since we can. As a note, the Satacoin Wells Development Code, where, uh, which is the development code, informed based code that this project is located in, has a variety of development standards, primarily for primary buildings and only a few for accessory buildings, which basically this car wash is. The car wash building does not meet two of the development standards for an accessory building, and those standards are for building placement and parking placement due to the fact that this site is an irregular shaped lot. And also, the Satacoin Wells Development Code doesn't have architectural uh, guidelines uh, like other form-based codes in the city, such as the downtown specific plan. 
The most visible parts of the car wash will be the east and west elevations since they contain the bulk of the building's wall surface area and they're oriented toward Wells Row and the convenience store. Exterior building materials will consist primarily of beige colored stucco on CMU block. Each elevation will have a two foot by two foot pattern stucco base as shown here in gray. A curved linear design feature is shown on the two widest sides of the car wash intended to express the car wash operator's branding, which is this element right here. Uh, and the material for that element includes rhino, a rhino liner coating and aluminum composite material paneling. The car wash and uh, the car wash entrance and uh, exit uh, on the north and south ends, and this is the north side, uh, rendering the north side of the car wash. Uh, the exterior building materials include stucco as well as the ACM paneling. Uh, and on this particular graphic, it's along Citrus Drive looking uh, south into the site, and you see the convenience store to the left side of the graphic as well as the vacuums in between the two buildings. The applicant is proposing voluntary improvements to the existing convenience store uh, by basically providing same exterior building materials as a way to update uh, the look of the existing convenience store. And this, and the intent behind uh, the having the same exterior building materials is to have a similar design, to have a cohesive design throughout the site. This project also proposes landscape along the perimeter of the site, uh, pr primarily along the, pro the uh, drive aisle into the automatic car wash on both sides of that aisle and then as well along the western site boundary uh, on the between wells and the car wash building. Uh, the applicant is proposing drought tolerant plantings. Staff is looking for DRC's direction on topics for this project as shown here on the screen, uh, but they include appropriate, appropriateness of the color palette that's proposed, exterior building materials and landscaping. Uh, staff's recommendations that the DRC recommend the Planning Commission approve the major design review request with recommendations that address these items, landscaping, exterior building materials, and appropriateness of the color palette, and any other design changes the DRC recommends. And this concludes staff's presentation. And staff will take questions at this time. Do any of the DRC members have questions of staff? Um, yes, I have a question. The uh, height of wells as it comes off the off-ramp, um, how much elevation difference is from the car wash to the wells at that point? Is, how much slope do we have coming down there? Do you have any sense? That I am not sure of. The applicant may be able to speak to that. Okay. Um, also, um, is, is it true we're not going to review signage at this time? That is correct. We will not be reviewing signage at this time. That's not part of the submittal. That will be that will come under a separate uh, process, the uh, sign permit. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay. If not, uh, is the applicant here and would like to make a presentation? Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Chairman and members of the board. Uh, thank you for your time. My name is Ahmad Gadiri with ANS Engineering. Uh, we're the architect, the architect of the project for uh, Bliss Car Wash over here. And uh, Gene did a fantastic 
fantastic job of uh, explaining the project. As you see on the project here, this is an old 76 station where we have additional property that was vacated to the property owner, and the best use of that additional property is to provide additional services to the customers. And one of the ancillary services that you know these type of you know facilities, service stations provide are automated uh, car wash facilities. Is the services that provides to our cu customers that we uh, uh, you know cater to on a daily basis. So the intent is, as Gene indicated, uh, to develop uh, that existing excess property uh, to the west of the site and propose a self-serve automated car wash. Uh, Bliss is a major operator of uh, uh, these uh, car wash facilities in mostly uh, North LA County, Ventura, and uh, North San Fernando Valley area. And uh, they have a strong brand in this market, uh, in this area. And we would love to be able to uh, build this facility out here. We've spent, as Gene indicated, approximately about four or five years working with staff, trying to come up with something that hopefully you guys are proud of. And uh, again, the intent is to modernize the site, uh, the car wash, and, and take some of the architectural style of the car wash and add it to the existing service, you know, food mart building. That's an older 19, I think it's about 1960s, 1970s uh, uh, construction. Uh, the plans that you have before you includes, of course, the landscaping, the architectural renderings, and what have you. And again, I'm here to answer any questions you guys might have. And we appreciate your comments. Do any, I, I have a question. Um, I'm not really sure if what this should have been for staff or for you. Sure. There's a 2018 elevation, the quote unquote original design. Why did that, why did you change from that? Well, one of the problems was uh, the uh, application of material on that building. We actually do have a, Billis has built one of the buildings in LA of that architectural style. And the problem became more of the applica application of that, you know, the meandering black panels on there mm -hmm. uh, became a little more uh, uh, problemsome and maintaining and also uh, drainage. Uh, of the material. So, and your choice. Uh, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great question. Is there perimeter landscaping along the property line? If you don't mind, if you can, to, we are having. I mean, if you don't mind, if I can go to the site plan for a second. Uh, the sorry, I don't have a something to aim on that. The upper section over there along Citrus that's existing. And everything that you see on the side over here, on the right-hand side right there that Gene is showing, that's all brand new. We're proposing quite a bit of landscaping to be added to the entire site. And um, is there, sorry, I think I meant to say fencing, and I said landscaping. Uh, is there fencing along Wells Road there? Uh, we're not proposing any. Uh, we just wanted to keep it open, if that's okay with the staff, with the commission. Uh, and. Uh, Again, the intent was to have more landscaping visible than having a block wall up there. So, and I think uh, you, uh, Commissioner Corment, uh, uh, you had a question about the, the grade differential. Yes. Uh, from wells down to the property, we have a five-foot differential. Of course, wells being you know higher, we have a five-foot differential. I have a grading plan if you'd like to take a look at it. Oh, that's right. I, I can see the grade lines. So your building is 26 feet. Yes, sir. Okay. Is there any? Um, are there any drainage issues along there that are not on your property? I mean, is the, if you get the drainage along the freeway there, um, are you 
exacerbating an issue, or is it taking care of what, what positive drainage away from that? The, well, the, 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 the things that we have actually, the, the site drains and it dead flances out as it gets to the property line. The, you know, it, it goes uh, five feet and then sharply drops and then flattens out. So right now the drainage is actually, uh, you know, we're able to separate the drainage from our site from them. Otherwise, if we have, uh, you know, we don't, like, we don't, we don't want to carry their drainage onto our property. Sure. So right now the landscaping and what have you allows us to separate that drainage. And so we don't have an issue as far as trying to, you know, uh, stop the drainage of, of Caltrans right away. We can't do that. So there, it's on self-maintained, basically. Yeah. Do you have roof-mounted equipment? Uh, not for the car wash. Uh, we do have roof-mounted equipment for, this, for the sea store, for the food mart. If you take a look at the site plan, those are uh, uh, ground-mounted. We show it on the back of the food mart. There's two condenser units that are in an in existing enclosure. The car wash itself does not have a roof-mounted equipment. And drainage, is it an internal roof drain? Yes, sir. Okay. Inside gutters, yes. Any other questions? I'm sorry to go back to the fencing question. Um, it, I see on the proposed site plan it points to a chain link fencing belonging to the city of Ventura, not part of the property, but it looks like it's on the property line. It's actually Caltrans fencing. We can't touch it, unfortunately. I wish we could take it out because it's not very pleasing, but unfortunately they require that because of the barrier. It's, it's their fencing. Okay. At your entrances, do you have problems with people uh, uh, bumping into the corners? Uh, I'm do sorry? You, do you have like ballards to protect the corners of the entrance? How do you keep people from, you know, bumping into them? Well, there, there, there's two things. One is that uh, we have an attendant at the beginning of the car wash where it guides people into the, because it's a conveyor system. Oh, okay. So that's why it's not, it's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, the old uh, self-automated ones were the ones we, you know, you drive through and sometimes right. people do hit the side and all that. We put po guard post bollards in there, but this is more of an attendant at the beginning where guides people or customers in there. So that prevents. Yeah. Good idea. Yes. I have another question. Can you um, elaborate a little bit on the ACM panels and the, that, the, the swooping thing that's on the side? Can you explain that? Is it like applique or is it, yeah, that? Uh, the, the, AC, the ACM panel right here? Yeah. Uh, it's just basically, uh, you know, uh, it's applied onto a, uh, you know, uh, foam element that's behind it. Uh, ACM basically, you know, uh, yeah. as you know, aluminum composite material, yes. and we just basically we create the back, you know, for, frame it, and then uh, attach the. And and it's actually three dimensional. That's yes, coming sir. off yes. of the yes. building. You yes. you could stand under. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had one more. Oh, can you, will you also uh, elaborate a little bit on the the shading shading devices in the parking lot? Uh, I'm sorry. Those, talking, those, those are guys. the back. Those are the uh, the free vacuums that they have. Okay. So uh, and, and and the the, the what is what is the material well, that is the, the the arch itself is uh, the the you know the the hose is in, is in that part of the the hose itself that you guys use. I mean we we use <laughs> to right. uh, that's in, that's inside the component of the vacuum. Okay. And then the shade, the purple shade, is more of the cover to you know great shade and comfort for the customers. And material on the purple? Canvas. It's, it's canvas? Canvas. Yes. Thank you. Are, are there more of those in other parking areas throughout? Or I guess, no, this is um, 
we just have these along the car wash itself. Yeah, it's and then the backs of the building is mostly for just regular customers or employees mm -hmm. that we have. Yeah. Okay, if there's no further questions, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have anybody that wishes to speak? We have no public speakers. And uh, we'll move on to uh, deliberation. Does anybody wish to comment on this project? Any concerns or comments? No, I think it's, I think it's a nice looking car wash. Um, and uh, I'm supportive of the proposed project. I wish that I could have asked the client one more, the Please, applicant. Ahead. May I ask you one more question? On the, on the north elevation of the food mart, you have windows kind of in the field of, the, of the, um, those windows. Are, are those a function of the interior? Because they seem to me like they, they almost seem haphazard. Like they're, I, if they're a function of the interior, I understand it. But the, there's a small one, and then you've got three, and they don't line up. There's one that lines up with the lines and then uh, with the with the reveals and the stucco, and then you've got some that don't. And can you, will you rationalize or tell me why that is? Uh, well, as if you if you get a chat, I don't have the picture of the existing building, but those are existing windows. Those are existing. Yes, sir. Okay, that's what we're working around. That's that's the only problem. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Member Grogan, any comments? Uh, I actually think he's working with a difficult building. Um, he's already got got that, so he's going to um, kind of come up with it with what it is. It's a food mart, it's a gas station, and there's at least there's that a, a attempt to make it. I think that the shading devices and the um, the pieces that sit in front of the wall actually be, kind of become more of an element because you've got a backdrop and. Um, I appreciate at least something going on in that wall, you know, something that feels, it feels like it's moving. I kind of was interested in that torn up, looked like torn up paper on the other one. I, I, but um, I, I would agree that I would, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, although I almost want there to be just a little bit more delineation in the material, but I, but I can't really, Come up with a recommendation on that. Go for it, Curtis. No, I. Uh, you know, I, I. The issue of, you know, being out of compliance because of its lot size, it's completely reasonable. That placement, and I think it works well. Um, yeah, I wish you were. You know, you have the stripes. That there was something a little bit more dynamic against it, but um, you know, given. The function and the um, you know what you are showing, I really have no problems with it. Member Tomasello, any comments, concerns? No, I made my comments. Okay, well, it looks like we need a motion. Uh, I would support a motion of approval. If somebody wants to make it. Um, I move approval of the project before us. Second that. Okay, Madam Clerk, uh, you have any comments, Member Gregan? You want to? No, no, no. I'm. Thank you. Could you please okay. call the roll? Member Cormain. Yes. Member Groudon. Yes. Vice Chair Tomasello. Yes. Chair Antelman. Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. Uh, I assume there's no uh, nothing you need to tell us or we need to discuss from a staff's point of view. 
right now? Oh, um, I can tell you what the next DRC meetings okay. are. Um, we have one in April, April 19th, and for everyone's knowledge, the May one um, that you continued the first item to would be May 17th. Okay. And then we still have that March meeting, end of the month? We have a meeting? Yeah, we have a special meeting in, in yes. March. Oh, yeah. There yes. is that one, too. What's that? Yeah, what's March, the March 29th. And what is it? I think it's something with the form-based code overlay. Oh, right. Yeah, so, form overlay. yeah, form-based code overlay special meeting, March 29th. Okay, and the May meeting is scheduled for when? What was that? The May meeting. May. Uh, May 17th. 17th. Okay, the 29th meeting here at 6, right? 6? I believe so. I think so. Yes, it is, because I did right. the update to the website, so. Okay, the meeting is adjourned. <laughs>